letters twenty-six to thirty of series two of the letters of john huss by emile de bonachaux translated by campbell mackenzie this librivox recording is in the public domain letters twenty-six to thirty letter twenty-six john of chlom to john huss he informs him in what terms the emperor explained before the deputies of the council his views relative to the audience he afterwards gives him some intelligence of the position and health of his friends dearest friend learn that the emperor held a conference to-day with the deputies of all the nations of the council relative to your affairs and in particular concerning the public audience all at last replied to him that he had certainly promised you a hearing and your friends insisted on your being placed in an airy and wholesome place that you may collect your strength and allow your mind to become tranquil in order that by a short respite you may be better able to reply therefore in the name of god quit not the truth in the slightest degree through any dread of losing this miserable life for it is for your greatest good that god has visited you with this trial your friends in prague are in good health and particularly the lord chopek who rejoices exceedingly that you are shortly about to sustain the desired combat for the truth we pray you earnestly to consign to paper your final opinion relative to the communion of the cup and your reasons therefore in order that may be communicated to our friends in proper season for there exists some difference of opinion on the subject amongst the brethren and many are troubled thereby they refer the matter to you and to your writings your friends grieve at the reply of your jailer and particularly yesovitz but the past cannot be recalled they praise amongst themselves and admire greatly your firmness letter twenty seven to john of Clum. john huss replies separately to all the articles he also enumerates the annoyances to which he is subjected by several bishops relative to a quantity of gold pieces which they affirm to be in his possession as well as i can remember i know nothing more and i am ignorant for what object the public hearing will be given me i have protested in writing in presence of notaries i have also addressed to the whole council a petition which i showed to the patriarch and in which i demand to have permission according me to reply separately to each article as i had already replied by writing the public audience will perhaps be allowed me for the purpose of replying in a scholastic form or perhaps god will graciously permit me to preach i hope that by the grace of god i shall never depart even slightly from the truth such as i know it pray to him therefore to protect me as to what touches the community of the cup you possess the writing in which i have advanced my opinion on the subject and my reasons for holding it i have nothing farther to say except that the scriptures and the epistles of paul prescribe this practice and that it was in use in the primitive church if possible obtain permission for those who are anxious to partake of it from religious motives 
to do so, but be guided in your conduct therein by circumstances. Let my friends not conceive any alarm at my replies in private. I cannot see how these things could have been otherwise, since all was decided by the council, even previous to my being thrown into prison. In a document published by the commissioners, and which has been read to me, I am called a heresiarch and a seducer of the people. But I hope that what I have uttered in the shade will be, at a later period, preached in the open day. I was interrogated the evening of the day on which I saw John Barbot, respecting the forty-seven articles, and I replied as I had done in my preceding protest. Taking each article separately, they asked me if I desired to defend it. My reply was that I referred the matter to the decision of the council, as I had previously done, and I asserted of each article as previously, it is true, but in such and such a sense. Will you defend it? they asked me, and my answer was, no, I abide by the decision of the council. I call God to witness that under the circumstances I saw nothing better to reply, as I had antecedently given it under my own hand that I should not defend anything obstinately, but that I was ready to be instructed. These questions were put to me because it was reported that I had informed the emperor that I wished to defend three or four articles. They even asked me what I had declared to the emperor, and I replied that I had not said anything of the nature attributed to me. Michael Cossus was present, with a paper in his hand, and urging on the patriarch to force me to reply to his questions. And whilst this was going on, some bishops entered. Michael has invented something new. God has been pleased to allow him and pallets to stand against me for my sins. The former scrutinizes my letters and my writings, and pallets brings forward all the conversations that we held together in bygone years. The patriarch maintained openly that I was exceedingly rich, and an archbishop said to me, You have seventy thousand florins. Michael asked me before them all, Eh? What has become of the robe full of florins? How much money of yours have the barons of Bohemia in safe keeping? Oh, certainly I suffered much today. One bishop said to me, You have established a new law. Another, You have preached all these articles. And I replied warmly and strongly with the aid of God, and concluded by asking, Why do you overwhelm me with insults? Write nothing to me of the witnesses cited to appear, for no step has been taken about them, either by themselves, or by the king, or by the citizens of Prague. Letter 28 Huss replies to Peter the notary, who had encouraged him to give proofs of constancy. This letter, says Luther, is a noble testimony in support of the saying of the Apostle Paul, that virtue will improve in affliction, and God brings forth fruits in us by temptation. 
May salvation come to thee from Jesus Christ. I dare not rashly say, with St. Peter, since my fervor and courage are infinitely inferior to his, that, though all men shall be offended because of Christ, yet will I never be offended. Jesus Christ has never, in expressed terms, declared me to be blessed like Peter, and has not promised me such precious gifts. I maintain, at the same time, against several together, an attack more vigorous in its nature and more terrible. I, however, can declare that, having placed my trust in Jesus Christ, I shall adhere to the truth, even unto death, with the aid of the saints and his own. If the Lord John of Chlum suffers any less on my account, do thou, my dear Peter, take thought to repair it when thou shalt have returned. Pay attention to the master of the mint and his wife, who imprudently engaged themselves for me, and to all our other friends, known to the cure, my disciple. If any horse remains still my property, it ought to come into the possession of Lord John with the car. As to thee, if Master Martin or Master Christian live, thou shalt receive from them a part of the sixty-four or seventy pieces of money, and I wish that this portion were larger. Bear in mind, however, that I do not pretend by this money to recompense thy ardent and unchangeable love for the truth, or the services that thou hast rendered me, and the consolations which thou hast lavished on me in my hours of difficulty. May God be thy great recompense for all things, for I possess nothing that is worthy of thy acceptance. Should it be granted to me to live at Prague, and if my return to that city is not impossible, I would share everything with thee, like a brother. I do not, however, form any wish to return thither, but inasmuch as it may be in accordance with the will of the Lord in heaven." I do not know to whom I can entrust the viatica which I still possess, and which I had bequeathed to Master Martin. Dispose of my books, according to the directions that I sent to him, and choose for thyself from amongst them such of those written by Wycliffe as shall please thee. I am much alarmed for our brethren, who, I fear, will be persecuted, unless the Lord interpose in their favor, and I am apprehensive that many will be offended. Salute, I pray thee, with great affection the Bohemian and Polish noblemen, and render thanks in particular to the Lords Wenceslas de Duba and John de Chlum, who, I hope, will be present at the audience of the Council. Farewell in Jesus Christ. Letter 29. He mentions what happened to him in the audience, which was accorded him four days before the eclipse of the sun. The Lord today gave me a firm and intrepid heart. Two articles were struck out, and I am in hope that a greater number will be treated in like manner. They were all crying out, like the Jews against Jesus. They have not yet come to the principal count, viz., to the avowal that all the incriminated articles are found in my writings. 
you committed an error in judgment in presenting the treatise against an unknown adversary do not show with the treatise on the church anything besides that against stanislas and pallets it is well that they had desired my book to be given back to them for some persons cried out loudly to have it burned particularly michael de Kausis, whom i myself heard i never thought that i had in that multitude of priests only the brother and a polish doctor whom i knew to be such i rendered thanks to the bishop litomissal for he said but these few words atzohas to be utzmil i am grateful to you for the manner in which you have arranged the articles it will be well to have them published under that form the presidents have asserted that i elsewhere published another definition of the church and they wanted to know what it was greet the lords who are believers and the friends of the truth and pray to god in my behalf for i have need of it i think they will not pardon me the opinion which i quoted from st augustine respecting the church the predestinated members the elect and the bad bishops oh that an audience may be accorded me in order that i may reply to the arguments by which they attack the articles of my treatises many of them now crying out would then be silent but the will of god be done letter thirty this letter teaches us in what consists the trial of spiritual combats it shows how true is what we confess in the creed that there is but one holy and universal church and that the riches of this church are common to all man is for his fellow creatures an angel and a god in misfortunes i am delighted that the treatise against an unknown person has not been discovered as well as several others i have been able these latter days to nourish my soul with better things than since easter day until last sunday i imagine this council to contain more order and decency may the noble john my friend be blessed in eternity i should with pleasure learn in what state is barbot who refused to follow the counsels of his friends since they are in possession of my book i have not felt any want of the work preserve carefully the list of the first articles with the proofs and if you should want any testimonies for any of the articles assign witnesses the most important article is that entitled all that a virtuous man does he does virtuously i am suffering from a toothache and during the heat have been seized with vomitings of blood i suffered also from the stone and headache these are punishments for my sins and signs of god's love since they have condemned my treatises i pray you to suppress the last letter written in bohemian which i sent to-day in order that the people of god should not believe that all my books are condemned as i was afraid of from a letter i received yesterday it would be desirable that no letter written in this prison should be known for what god intends to do with me is still very uncertain i fear that ulrich 
may have published some of my letters. I conjure you, therefore, in God's name, to pay the greatest attention to the letters, to your words and acts. Oh, how much I was consoled by receiving your letters and in writing you mine. I hope, with the grace of God, that men may one day derive instruction from them. As long as I know you remain with the young seniors at Constance, I shall be comforted, even though I should be already condemned to death. I regard it as certain that God has bestowed you on me as angels to strengthen and console me, a weak and unfortunate man in the midst of my temptations. What they have been, what they are, and will still be, the Almighty God knows. He who has compassion on me, he who is my refuge, my support, and my deliverer, in him have I placed my trust. Two delegates of the council asked me in prison, if I possessed several books which I had made use of in my researches. I answered that I possessed them. They asked me, where? In Bohemia, I replied. They inquired of me, whether I had none here. I denied having any, which is the fact, although I had previously brought with me the Book of Sentences and the Bible and some other works. I learned from them that John, my pupil, had withdrawn, and they said to me, Have you no other observations to offer? No, what I have said is truth. Will you abjure and recant? No, I replied, but come to the council, there you shall hear me. I am to appear before it, and there I will answer. Why do you tempt me? Have you come to console a prisoner, or to add to his affliction? Then, after having again exchanged some words, they withdrew. Take care of the books, if you have any. As for me, I am not aware of any. Tell Master Yesenitz that the notary has perfidiously changed my evidence concerning the explanation of the bull, which, as you have heard, I strongly affirmed before the council. End of Letter 30 Of Series 2 of the Letters of John Huss by Emile de Bonachos Translated by Campbell Mackenzie